Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a football Monday. We hope you guys are doing well out there. Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, and, of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass uh, here from Chop Studios. And, I mean, look, none of us are happy. On, on a personal front, none of us are happy. We had ourselves a tough little Sunday. However, we had ourselves a great start to this Sunday. I do want to shout out all you you loyal, loyal Giants fans, you crazy, crazy <laughs> I'm going to be as nice as possible. It was a great time. We went out there, hung out with a lot of Giants and Ravens fans over at MetLife Stadium for Mojo yesterday. Uh, had a really, really good uh, experience out there. A lot of cool things happening with Mojo within the last couple days. Uh, they finally, uh, I say finally as if the, the app hasn't been out just for a month. Um, they added college football players. I believe it's 150 quarterbacks. It's, I think 120 or 150 quarterbacks. Okay. And um, you can't bank any value, but you can invest now in hopes that they become an NFL quarterback and then if they do then you're going to you're going to reap the rewards. I mean yeah, and you'll reap the uh, rewards if they have a good day, you know, considering, you know, whoever they're playing or whatever. Great games over the weekend by the way, that Bama and Tennessee game. By the way, did you see them take the goalpost and bring it into the city? I did. Very um, interesting. Um, Very interesting how they got that out. <laughs> I know that Tennessee has like a weird entrance for their players. Uh -huh. So maybe they like brought I don't know. I remember watching the end of that game and they stormed the field and I got a kick out of it because I love when Nick Saban is upset. So that was cool to see. But then I saw them like carrying it up to like the upper deck of the stadium. I'm like, what is going on in Tennessee right now? <laughs> Something but in the water. It. They got fined. I mean, I'm sure that they're happy to pay that fine. Because oh, they'll collectively when you, when do a GoFundMe. When you dance on Bama the way they did, you got you to gotta celebrate. So... Props to the Tennessee Volunteers. Yes. Big so win. college football Hendon now Hooker. available. Hendon Hooker. That's a, hey, listen, go, go ahead and invest in him right now. College football available right now on the um, Mojo app, active right now. Uh, before we get into anything else, I got to uh, shout out Sporty Jordy. Congratulations to the Eagles. And I say that with no sincerity whatsoever. I'm sorry. Uh, you got to go and watch that game. I, for one, was on the couch just a mess. But anyway, we'll get into all that. But first, on the local front, uh, we do have, uh, you know, again, we were at the Giant game yesterday. A lot of people were buying long-term on Daniel Jones. And he delivered again. The Giants somehow are 5-1. and one. I don't really know how to make what sense of it. What is going on in the NFL right I, now? I don't understand what's happening this year. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. We have the Giants and the Jets both with a combined record of 9-1 and one <laughs> through six weeks. It's like... No, 9-3. and three. Nine and three through six weeks. I was really giving him way too much credit there. Uh, but... Look, uh, there's something in the water, I guess. it's It can't be the Hudson River. That thing is a cesspool. <laughs> but like, I would have to assume that there's something going on. The coaching matters, man. I'm watching these coaches on the sidelines, and they're playing inspired football, and it's good to see on the local front. Like I said, if you're a Giants or a Jets fan this morning, you're waking up happy, and the Yankees won, right? And we got the Yankees tonight, too, game five. God help us. All right. Um, the but, bullpen worries. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. You and me both, bro. All right. So starting off with the Giants game, I want to talk about Kenyon Drake. Top movers. One of the top movers of the day. And the reason why he's a top mover, as, as per usual, opportunity. There's a big, big thing happening here. Kenyon Drake was brought in, obviously. He was released by the, uh, the Raiders, right? He was a Raider, and then he was picked up um, by the Ravens. Now, he was brought out, he was picked up as insurance to J.K. Dobbins, to Gus Buss. You know, they have a running game over to Justice Hill. They have guys over there. 
Chris, can you explain to me why, where J.K. Dobbins was? I mean, he's on the flip side of this. We didn't bring him up. We got Kenyon Drake because of the day he had. Kenyon Drake actually has himself a day, 10 carries, 119 yards. Yeah, they lost the game, but he might have solidified, not a solidified, but at least made it more interesting in the backfield. I don't know if there's an injury attached to the Dobbins usage yesterday. They didn't designate him with any injury. I know I he's been that. banged up for the last better part of two years, so it could just be a little bit of that. But nonetheless, I mean... As, as good as it was to see Kenyon Drake bounce back and have himself a day yesterday, I'm I'm a little skeptical about even Kenyon Drake because we've seen them alternate good weeks now. And J.K. Dobbins, I think that the amount that they have invested in him and in terms of draft capital and things like that, like they want him to be the guy. But maybe it was a case of riding the hot hand yesterday. I know Justice Hill did not play. Mm-mm. I know Gus Edwards is not back not yet. yet. So it is just the two of these guys right now. And if you could remember, they really didn't get anything going before they had J.K. Dobbins back. But I want to point out a fact about the Ravens' uh, running game. Through two weeks, they had none. They were the worst team in football. Since then, if you take the first two weeks of the NFL out, the Ravens are the number one rushing football team in the NFL. So they're back. Also, Lamar Jackson. They're back. Unfortunately, they're not all the way back because they can't win football games down the stretch. They are a bad second-half team. And I'm not in on Kenyon Drake. I'm a little bit out on J.K. Dobbins a one week later where I was singing his praises. But... I just need to see a little bit more and who's going to be the guy that separates himself. I don't think Kenyon Drake is going to take over as the lead back in, in that backfield by any stretch. We've seen Kenyon Drake from for years now, and he's just not the lead back. He's a very good compliment. I'm still in on Dobbins moderately. I'm not selling if I invested in him yet. Um, I still believe in him long-term. Kenyon Drake, not so much. So. Yeah, I mean, the rushing attack, obviously, for the Baltimore Ravens, it starts with Lamar Jackson and then everybody else. Um, and J.K. Dobbins, it, it was odd. You know, I like I said, when we're working there at MetLife, you're getting home, you're trying to settle in, you, and I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm like, wait, where's Dobbins? Like, is everything okay? Like, so I was actually kind of kind of worried on, on, on if you're an investor in Dobbins, but again, let's pump the brakes, let's not worry too much, but shout out to anybody who decided to invest in Kenyon Drake yesterday for a one game off. Yeah, and I'm, I'm about to be the, I'm just going to auto-bet the Giants in the second half going <laughs> forward there. because they do not play great in the first half. It's and then for whatever reason, they got, and that's what you want to see out of your team, if I'm being honest. Like, you don't want to see, I know the Eagles have been the opposite where they played really well in the first half, and then and it doesn't matter, they're 5-0 five, uh, five and 6-0. Oh 6-0 now. And oh. <laughs> oh now, wow. Yeah, don't get me started. And um, I'd rather be a good second-half team. I think the Eagles are a much better team than the Giants at this point on paper, but you those think? Giants in the you second think, half. You think, though? Like, I do think. I'm trying yes. to figure this out. Like, the Giants are still, to me, an enigma. Like, they, I, I have not, I, I'm not about to I sit here and talk, sell you that the I Giants are this dominant 5-1 team. I don't want to talk team. bad about the Giants, but because they're 5-1. And 5-1 and five and one is 5-1, and one, and I love their head coach. And I love what their offense is able to do in the second half. And it's pretty much, you know what they're going to do, and they're still able to execute. Listen. But I still can't get... Beyond, I, I just can't get behind the Giants just yet as a legitimate threat. And I don't even think Giants fans are there yet, but it's very nice to see, uh, and it's cool to see. Did yeah. you do some of those interviews yesterday? <laughs> They've won the Super Bowl uh, already. Well, no, 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 no. That's at, outside the game, drunk, yeah, no, yeah, uh, going into a big game. Of yeah, course no, you're going to behave that way. I would. Um, but, no, talking to Giants fans last night after the game, uh, there's still a little bit of skepticism, and rightfully so. They've been suffering for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. So, Give them a little bit of time to get over that hump. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, the Giants fans have to believe in this team because you were you were looking at a possible 1-4 team just, it just seems going, to, into, going into this po- uh, point in the season, or 1-5. Right. So it just goes to show you that coaching absolutely matters, man. And, and, and Brian Dayball has done an incredible job over there so far. He's got him playing inspired football. And now no, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but no lead is safe all of a sudden. If you're, if you're a Giants fan and you see your team down in, in the second quarter, it's almost just like, meh. 
We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Yeah, down two scores, man. Daniel Who they Jones. lose to, by the way? The Giants. Oh, ah, weird. I got to get don't, my, I got to get don't some start kind of with that. mojo here in the morning. I'm not going to start with that. In fact, I'll continue with this. The Jets won a football game yesterday, and I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, look. I'm good. I'm good. I know you're good. I, I know the rule. Just leave you alone. Some people don't, and that's on them. But, like, those are the people that you can say, well, they're not my friends anymore. <laughs> so, anyway, Brees Hall has himself an absolutely great day again. The guy is just – he's something special, man. He's got 20 carries last night, 116 yards, scored a touchdown. Everything was working for the Jets yesterday. When you have a running game like this, it's a beautiful, beautiful compliment to a young quarterback who's still getting his bearings. And, of course, special teams matter. Like, this entire game, this is a beatdown. Uh, truth be told, it was. The Jets went in there and did their job. And Brees Hall benefited once again. He's up another 3% in 24 hours. His stock continues to rise. Do you see this continuing to just be a trend for the rest of the way? Like, what's going to stop Brees Hall? Uh, Brees Hall is really, really good. I was in on Brees Hall. I even going into the game against the Packers, I said, yeah, Brees Hall this week. The Packers haven't stopped a run yet this season. And they don't look like they're going to anytime soon. So, Keep that in mind when you have players going against Green Bay's mm. defense. They don't stop the run. Um, but, yeah, Brees Hall, he's the, he, I said it after last week's uh, games, Brees Hall is RB1 in my book. I think I would take Brees Hall in a dynasty format over anybody. Um, I'm already invested in Brees Hall. It burned me a little bit to watch him carve my defense up the way he did yesterday. But also when I got to look at my Mojo portfolio, I was like, well, at least I'm – Right about something. Yeah, uh, I mean, you maybe yeah. you you spent my money on Brees Hall. So and Brees Hall is that guy, and I just wanted to point out the fact that Michael Carter also had a significant role and played well in that game. Those two Jets running backs, they're they're set in their role going forward. Outside of an injury, you're going to see those guys in the backfield tandem for quite some time. And because Brees Hall is the guy, and Michael Carter is the the compliment, I think that the market already projects that that way. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you're going to see too much of a dip in a Michael Carter's. Um, in, in terms of his mojo value, if he's not getting the ball every play like a Brees Hall would, because that's what they're expecting. So if he continues to do just what he's doing and then sprinkles in some touchdowns and some pass catching, I think Michael Carter long-term is a really good, and it's also a viable play. If you do have a Brees Hall, guess who's going to take over the starting job if he does go down? So it's like you could alleviate some of that loss if a Brees Hall injury does happen and get in. You know, and if multipliers make money and, with Michael Carter because and, and, he'll get the starting And if job. multipliers are available on, on a guy like Michael Carter on a day trade scenario where you're just kind of like, I have this good feeling that the Jets will run all over and be, you know, you say that as a Brees Hall investor, and then you're like, well, if Carter gets in the end zone and I got myself multiplied, if the Jets plan on running all over anybody, you know, why not invest with these, both of these guys, which you did these, last week? Yeah, I did. And I want to point out certain things when you look at the graphic of the, uh, the chart where it says Brees Hall's how he went up, the movement on his um, on his stock price. There is always an in-game opportunity to, to sell um, at the highest point, and you see it, it always dips back down a little bit. You, you want to play you, – you could play it safe and just wait because he might score another touchdown and go up more. But, I was talking – yeah. But I was the point that I'm making is, like, there is some value even in the, if a guy goes down for the day, which he did not. But a couple touchdown passes early, it spikes – and you sell it right then and you cash in. So that's the type of things that you're looking for in in-game day trading opportunities. Yeah, I was actually saying, I was talking to my father about that yesterday. And he's like, well, if you cash out when they're at their highest, what if he scores again? I'm like, well, that's called a risk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that could happen. So It's always a good day when either you're A, betting, or you're playing a, a stock and you're like, oh, I wish I would have held it a little bit more. I would have made more money. The key point is I would have made more money. You already made some money. Correct. That's the best way you could play the market, Don't get greedy. in my opinion. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. Play it safe. 
Take your take your gains whenever you could get them, and then move forward. You know who got greedy? Cowboys fans got greedy because they thought Cooper Rush was the uh, next whatever he was. Um, I've been saying it the whole time, and I think that he was a a decent fill in. If 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 you're a Cowboys fan this morning, and you know you you go zero and one against the Bucks, and you look abysmal against the Buccaneers, and then all of a sudden your backup quarterback comes in there, and your starter can come back with a four and two record, that doesn't happen in the NFL. It just doesn't. So the fact that Cooper Rush did his job, great. But if you were an investor in Cooper Rush yesterday, he looked just as much as a backup quarterback is supposed to look at this point. Um, A very, very poor game out of him. Um, Bad decisions, bad bounces, just bad everything. It's almost as if, like, he's not a scrambling or a mobile quarterback, but he's almost better when he's on the move. And, and like, if he's sitting there in the pocket and he's just waiting, 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 looking for something to open up, chances are there's going to be a mistake. And, And Dallas scripted that game poorly to start. The wheels fell off early. You're down. They did make a little bit of a comeback, and Cooper Rush did lace a couple in there. But overall, he's forcing a lot of yeah, balls. And if he doesn't turn those balls over, maybe we're talking a different story. About, talk about how Philly is a bad second-half team. You got to see it a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Um, but they've done enough in the first half of games to kind of just keep things afloat. Cooper Rush is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. It took five weeks for people to realize that. A lot of Dallas Cowboys fans were like demanding some type of quarterback controversy in Dallas, which is absolutely absurd. Dak Prescott is clearly far and away a better quarterback than than Cooper Rush. And lucky for Cowboys fans or Dak Prescott or just the way the media would have handled it if Cooper Rush did win this game. I, it would have been something that I, you just listen, wouldn't I'm have not about deal to deal with. I'm not about to call out anybody individually within the media, but there are guys out there that literally tweeted I wonder what Dak is rooting for to happen in the fourth quarter. Well, that's Notable ridiculous. guys. That's ridiculous. Dak Prescott like, knows that what? he's a starting quarterback. They're paying him a ton of money to be the starting $40 million dollars a year, And yeah. Cooper Rush, guess what? Cooper Rush proved his worth in this league. He 100% proved his worth, and that is a backup quarterback that could come in and win you four football games in the event that your starter goes down. That's a valuable piece. So while you see all the, the bad news about Cooper Rush and he's down, that's only because he's definitely losing his starting job next week. And rightfully so. Right. But Cooper Rush, it's not here to sit and, and talk bad about the guy because he's played exceptionally well in fill-in time, and kudos to him. So yeah. Cooper Rush will be in this league for quite some time based on what he's done the last year and a half. Oh, absolutely. He's found himself a nice role, and you know, I don't think he's earned himself any kind of payday from anybody, but he's also earned himself a chance to be a serviceable backup a la, I don't know, Chase Daniel a la. Uh, there's a bunch of guys out there that just – Forever are on rosters. Andy Dalton, stuff like that. And I'm not just talking about the red hair. I mean, the, you know, that's just a coincidence. But I'm just saying, this guy, obviously, look, he played well. The Cowboys are 4-2. and two. Kudos to the Eagles, 6-0. and oh. Can't really take anything away from that. Um, another really good game that was on the docket yesterday that you looked at the game on paper, and when the injury report came out, you're looking at it like, this game is absolutely in the hands of the Bengals because of the injuries. Um, it wasn't the case. They struggled a little bit. But the guy we've been waiting for to pop off popped off, and that was Jamar Chase. He finally got himself a fantastic day of football, and Jamar Chase goes up almost 5% in one day just based off his performance. Joey B and him returning to LSU, really, if you think about it. Returning to the Dome, and they connected. Yeah, so... I've been talking about Jamar Chase simmering in the pot for quite some time, and now he's eventually going to bubble over and have his explosion. Look, Jamar Chase is too talented of a player to keep down for too long. The market responded accordingly in terms of him going down little by little each week, but not too much because the expectation is that at any given moment, Jamar Chase is going to explode. You could see Jamar Chase literally go off for 200 yards and three touchdowns in a half of football, and we have seen that last year against the Chiefs. 
and maybe even the Ravens. Not sure, but they're definitely the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I remember. And um, Jamar Chase, he's like I said, I think he's a top three wide out in the NFL right now in terms of what he's about to do going forward. I, I wouldn't say he's better than a DeAndre Hopkins yet. There's certain guys like a Cooper Cup, but in terms of where he's at in his career, he's in year two. Right. right. So he's in year two. And Burrow's only in year three. And we see what these guys are <laughs> so. capable of doing. Burrow's in year three. Um, missed most of his rookie season. These guys have been playing together at LSU. They're they're a good combination. They keep them together for, for a while. You know Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are going to feed each other. They're going to yeah. be constantly on the uptick because unless if an injury happens. But, yeah, Jamar Chase, it's about time, buddy. But, yeah, we knew Burrow, it would happen. Burrow throws for 300 yards on the dot and – Seven receptions, 132 of them went to Jamar Chase. So Jamar Chase had himself a day. They get themselves a big, big win, a must-needed win. Uh, when you're over there in the AFC, you have to get it done. As far as the Saints are concerned, that team was just riddled with injuries. You can't even say anything. Obviously, guys, like I know there's a lot of people within Mojo.com and, and bloggers that are talking about Chris Olave. That's going to happen, too. That's going to happen, too. He misses a game with a concussion. He's ruled out. Michael Thomas ruled out. They had everybody ruled out. It was, it was a very... Just, uh, you know, just lacks of days. They ruled everybody out, like, leading up to the game, and the books did not move the line. That was very fishy to odd. me. Yeah, so that's why odd. I took the, uh, the Saints. <laughs> yes, I took the Saints as well. Burned. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to Jamar Chase and anybody who's invested him right now with a little bit of movement. Now, we're talking about Cooper Rush before with Dak Prescott as a quarterback controversy that never existed. Maybe there is one. I know, man. Maybe there actually is one in the NFL because Bailey Zappi, done did it again and i'm telling you right now there's something to be said about this kid who goes in there and, and he, he put up the numbers yesterday usually like all right you gotta win congratulations but yesterday he's throwing it all over the cleveland secondary can we can we all just praise bill belichick for what he's able to do <laughs> like we go into this season and it's like which Matt by Patricia, the way joe judge co-offensive coordinator like how is this gonna work and look what the Patriots are doing, bro. 309 yards, two touches. Look what the Patriots are doing I'm, right Listen, now. I'm sick to my stomach about it because I think um, uh, Bill Belichick passed uh, George Hallis. There could be a wrong answer on that one, but I know he's second all time now. He's only behind one guy. And um, so he's at the top of the food chain with coaching. So, yes, kudos to Belichick. Did you by any chance see the long snapper try to give him the ball? As like the game ball, like here you go, coach. You just won this big game, and he's like, Bill Belichick. Not. Bill Belichick was just like, why are you even next to me? <laughs> like, you, and you then know, there's another coach who grabbed the ball. He's like, get away from coach. What are you doing? So, so you realized, like, at the end of that game, the state of mind that I was in after watching the Packers get threaded oh, at never home mind. by the Jets. I, I guess you, you think I was like it. sitting around, like, let me see what Belichick did. <laughs> no, it went viral a little bit. But anyway, back to Zappy. Uh, he's up nine percent again last night. Now, Chris legitimately like we all seen what mac jones and how much when you look at the capital the draft capital that they spent on mac jones it wasn't something crazy it was still a first round pick i mean does it doesn't feel like it is what i'm saying well it is i, I understand that well aware but what i'm saying is he hasn't received that big payday yet the reason why there's no controversy in dallas is because dak's making 40 million dollars when you look at Matt Jones, he's on his rookie deal, and here comes Bailey Zappi in on his rookie deal. I mean, even if this is a rookie deal at this point, it's like all I'm saying is this. <laughs> this is an actual thing. If the Patriots continue to win, I feel like Belichick's the kind of guy that will say, like, I'm riding the hot hand. I don't care who it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like, let's do it. So let's I don't, ride. <laughs> I, I think Mac Jones is still the better player, and I think that. Bailey Zappi, again, is proving what Cooper Rush proved, mm -hmm. that 
within the system, like, are they asking Bailey Zappi to air it out? Mac Jones, I think they're asking to do a little bit more in that 70% completion percentage yeah, yesterday. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. I wonder what his average target, uh, average per snap or average per, per attempt was. What do you mean, like, through, through attempt? Yeah. Uh, He's probably not going to have it there. Nine. Nine, nine yards. attempt. Wow. Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Bro, he goes 24 for 34 for 309. How many, how many, how many yards in air did the ball travel? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and how really, many was the Now we're really like, I mean, no, threading these, it. These are the types of things that if you look long term, it's a smaller sample size, so you're not going to get a good idea of a nine yards attempt. I can promise you Bailey Zappi is not nine yards per attempt throughout the season. No, probably not. And no. if he continued, it would be maybe even cut close to in half because that's just not the Patriots offense. But in a in a... In a whim, and on one game they could do it apparently. And yeah. Cleveland's defense was just not good. So Cleveland's there is an element right of, right there now, is an that's, element that's of that. Over um, there. They had to really sell out to stop the run in this game because Cleveland's worst run defense in football going into it, and you expected the Patriots to just pound the football. And in true Belichick fashion, they did have success running the ball, but mostly this game was won through the air, and that's why you got to tip your hat to the coach because he just you know he said, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna run every play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch this. And then Spread that ball Bailey around, Zappi too. I'm looking, it out. I'm looking right now. Four receptions out of Parker, four out of Henry, four to Jacoby Myers, four out of Tristan Thompson. You talk about spreading the ball they around. They should put Bill Belichick's face there. <laughs> Bill Belichick really spread it around today. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to take away from Bailey Zappi. I just think that if you, were in the, if you were in the faction of people that invested in Bailey Zappi prior to this day, or maybe even like... When, when Mac Jones originally got hurt, then you've gotten to reap the rewards of a Bailey Zappi shooting up in the mojo market. But I still think what, when it's all said and done, as soon as Mac Jones is ready to go, he's going to go. Yeah, you would assume so. For now. Like, Bailey Zappi didn't come in here and light the world on fire. He's, no. He's playing well. And neither did Cooper Rush. And, you he's know gap, and it's always a good thing when you could win two games with your backup quarterback. Absolutely. Um, speaking of backup quarterbacks, there was one more that played yesterday, and it was a in a losing effort. Poor Jimmy G, man. He went out there and lost to Atlanta. I don't understand it. it. It's not making much sense to me right now on the surface. But what I will say is Brandon Ayuk had himself an absolute day yesterday. And when I say that, eight catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Um, this guy's a stud. And he's been a stud for a long time. And yesterday, his stock rises eight over 8% in just one day's time. Um, when you look at the 49ers offense, you know they were hobbled with injuries. Obviously, the one that ever stands out is Trey Lance. You lose him right away, right? And then you lose your uh, Elijah Mitchell right away. So the running game takes a hit. But then Jeff Wilson Jr. comes in there, you know, backup running back, decent, nice burst. All When you look at the receivers over there at San Francisco, you're thinking right away, Debo, 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 right? But, like, this time around, Ayuk said, cool, you cover Debo, I'll get open. And he had himself a great, great day yeah. in a losing effort. When when Trey Lance got hurt, not to say that there was anybody happy about that because it was a terrible injury, but Brandon Ayuk must have been in the side, like, been like, well, I know I'm going to get throwing the ball a lot more now because Jimmy <laughs> right. G loved throwing to Ayuk down the stretch last season. Yeah, that was like A lot of it had to do with they moved Debo into the backfield for the most part. And Ayuk stepped up as a, almost an impromptu wide receiver one in mm -hmm. sets where Debo was in the backfield. And he delivered. Um, he came into last year, and Shanahan had him in a doghouse. He wasn't even yeah, really a little getting bit, snaps. Yeah. He wasn't even playing that much. And he worked his way out. And I think when you're able to do that with a coach like Shanahan, now you're in his favor. Because when you were a doghouse guy and you fight your way out the right way, Coaches love that type of stuff, and I love Ayuk as a player. I think he's a perfect complement in that offense. They're really not going to be airing it out much, but they do have this red zone ability when it comes to Ayuk. He, he scores a lot. You know, for his, his for the amount of times he touches the ball, he does have a lot of touchdowns. So I definitely am in uh, on Ayuk. 
Um, Very low right now, too. Like, but, um, I mean, like, if you were in the realm of looking to invest in a receiver, Brandon Ayuk could be a possible uh, possibility. I'm probably not going to because, like I said, I, I have a ton of guys that I'm interested in, and Ayuk just doesn't meet that criteria just yet. But if you do look at Ayuk down the stretch last season, eight, week eight on, uh, it's hard to find a better number two wide receiver in football. Follow Chris Gucci on uh, Twitter right now, at Chris Gucci, to find out what does meet the criteria of being one of Chris's guys. You're gonna have to explain yourself. Uh, but yeah, so Ayuk is is like right there, but he's just not one of your guys. Yet. Yeah, he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's not. I do like Ayuk. He's not Alec Pierce. He's not Alec Pierce. He's not yeah. Alec Pierce. I think he's I, not Duvernay. I think. I think that the reason why I <laughs> another say that, top move, and, and I'll just clarify it right now. To be one of my guys, I think that I'm looking for the Ayuk before he becomes the Ayuk. I want the guy in the doghouse. that's okay. working his way out that I believe in now. That's the look. That's the look. I'm the receiver. I'm looking for. But Ayuk, I feel like he already kind of, you know, he banked some of this value. Okay. I, I think that there's not as high of a ceiling on Ayuk as some of these other guys. That's that's how I'll put it. I like it. I but like it. Ayuk, Alec Pierce, very similar in terms of what they are able to do probably in the next year. Pierce gets his first touchdown yesterday. And what I've what I've been told through sources is that he dedicated it to you. Thank you, buddy. He was like, all the belief that you had in me. Here Senator you go. Chop Game Studios, <laughs> Matawan, New Jersey. Root. No. Sign it. Please, All right. Buddy. Anyway, Thank we you. got one more game to play in week six, and that is. Uh, I don't know how they, I, I truly don't know. How. I mean, I know the schedule came out before you got I'm glad bad. you clarified. Yes, yeah. I'm not. I can't believe they keep scheduling this. Like, it's not on the fly. It's not a wrestling event. We're not putting cards subject to change. It is the Broncos. Let's ride with Russ Wilson, who's going into LA tonight to play the Chargers. Um, look, there's obviously there's Russell Wilson uh, detractors that are saying that like he's been cooked and it's over. So if you if you believe that, you know I, I'm not going to guarantee any kind of multiplying action here tonight on the Mojo market. But keep your eye open. You never know. Um, and if there is a short on a Russ in LA, I, I hard pressed not to. He's not falling in the Carson Wentz department with me. But like Russ seems like he's just in disarray. And now you take away his running game, which even, by the way, might even be hampered tonight again. Melvin Gordon's questionable. I'm sure he'll go. But then you got Boone. Uh, I'm uh, in uh, on Boone. Latavius Murray. Gordon can't play. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Latavius Murray also scheduled to suit up for the first time or at least make an impact on the first time. Uh, the Broncos right now, it, it's it's not looking great for them. Um, but yet they're winning some games. It, it's just a weird – I don't know. It's like a – Double-edged sword when it comes to anybody investing in any Broncos. If you're in on Boone, cool. But when you flip it over, the Chargers, I feel like because we watched Mahomes and and uh, and Josh Allen yesterday, I feel like there's a lot of, I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, di not disrespect, because that's too, that's too harsh. People are forgetting about how good Justin Herbert is, I think. And it's only because those two guys are really, like, top of the moon right now. Like, they're just – they're the guys. Justin Herbert is is one of those guys – I know you're invested in him. You're, that was your first investment, right? Justin Herbert could be the guy tonight. To, I, I'm, I'm well aware that the Broncos secondary is, is relatively good. Um, but when you have no uh, Keenan Allen, it has hampered him a little bit. Look for Everett tonight. Look for uh, Mike Williams to kind of have himself a day. Eckler had himself an incredible game last week. I think the Chargers are being slept on a little bit, and I think they put their kind of their their thumb on the NFL tonight and say, "Hey, hey, we're here. We're well, the here." Chargers better because they're not playing like everybody expected no. this team to play. They're dealing with a, a litany of injuries mm -hmm. on the defensive side of the ball, and that kind of opens the door a little bit for this struggling Broncos offense to have some success. It's going to be in in 
Los Angeles. So the weather shouldn't be an issue for either side of the ball. No. And um, I think that the Denver defense is clearly um, better than the Chargers defense up to this point. It's You talked about, like, they've managed to win some games. Well, that's the reason why. Um, I mean, they're two and three. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying like they're world beater by stress, but they're they not, did pull a off good a couple wins. Team. It's tough to watch that offense, but you have to imagine at some point or another they're going to be able to score some points. This is a big game. They probably had it circled for quite some time because of the hype going around in um, – around the Chargers going into the season. Look, Russ is dealing with an injury, and I guess that could have something to do with it. He supposedly has a strained lat on his throwing shoulder. A very similar injury. They had to injury. come up with something for the guy. I know, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, but, I mean, that's, there's got to be something wrong with this guy. It wouldn't It wouldn't surprise me because if you've seen Russ, I never thought Russ was like the guy that everybody else thought he was. But Russ has been a good football player. He of is course. an accurate passer. He's made plays in this league. And since he got the finger thing last year, he, which he was injured all year, mm -hmm. he didn't look good prior to that, though, I have to admit. And um, But now he's dealing with a shoulder injury or a lat injury. I would imagine that's a terrible situation for a quarterback to be in. Guys, in case you're not, you know, we're not WebMD by any stretch, but your lat is right there. And when you throw, you use your yeah, lat. And it's connected. <laughs> so that's and a little it's, difficult. When you're dealing with an injury and you're throwing the ball, it's connected to other things that you might have to compensate and it just gets I feel worse like you're talking to James worse. Winston right now. It's worse and worse and worse. <laughs> you ever see that interview? I did. Like my neck, it's connected to my back. My back is connected to my knee. My knees hurt. James. I, I love him. James Winston. him as man. a quarterback's coach in a heartbeat. I don't want you to <laughs> be my quarterback, but quarterback's coach just for the, the Inspirational speeches it. on the sidelines? Absolutely. Yes. Do it. James, Sign me up. Feed me some dubs. Alright, so obviously tonight we'll uh, go down tomorrow. We'll talk about some of the top movers as this week goes along. Be sure to follow all of the Mojo social media right now. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We are over there on Discord. So if you want to join the conversation, head on over to Twitter tonight. There is probably, most likely, more than likely, going to be a Twitter Spaces. If you want to join the conversation, those guys will let you in, let your voices be heard. Um, yeah, and go on over to Mojo.com for all of your in-depth analysis and stuff like that because those guys are really, really good. And like I said, most of the information that we grab every morning um, you know, comes from those guys and a lot of great in-depth articles over there. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it. So enjoy the conclusion of week six. Tomorrow we look ahead to week number seven. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, and, of course, A5 Anthony behind the glass from Chop Studios, we will see you guys tomorrow. Let's ride. Go Yankees. Yes. Go Let's Yankees. go Yankees. Let's go.